Thank you for turning on the Bar Review Podcast. My name is Jake, and this is a show where I get drunk and I tell you about the law. Today I am drinking Maker's Mark 46 mixed with Cheerwine. And the topic for today is Offer and Acceptance. You'll find this under Contract Law. And remember, for a valid contract, you need Offer, Acceptance, and Consideration. Be sure to check a few episodes earlier for the podcast on what consideration is, but for offer, it's the manifestation of willingness to enter into a bargain so made as to justify another person as understanding that his assent or the acceptance to that bargain is invited and will conclude the bargain. That's a bunch of legal horseshit. The basic elements of an offer center around a promise, an intent, a communication in the material terms of what the offer is. And the offer must be able to be accepted, because if you can't accept whatever the quote offer is, it's not a true legal offer. Stuff like ads are generally an advertisement is not an offer. When you go in with an advertisement, you are offering to buy the thing. Uh, Things like opinions, it uses a reasonable person test, and it judges by what the words were used and the circumstances to whether or not it was an actual offer. So if a car mechanic looks at your car and says, eh, it should be fine, but later your shit bursts into flames, you can't bring recourse against him because it was just his opinion and not a guaranteed offer. Things like preliminary negotiations, which are communications that happen before the actual offer is made, is not part of the offer. Like, will you sell this to me for 10? Is not an offer. It's much like a price quote, which indicates a potential and not a guarantee of an offer. And so it's technically not a legal offer. And that's why you always hear that, quote, prices are subject to change. And then you have acceptance. This is consenting to that offer's specific terms. A unilateral contract means that there's only one promise and that acceptance happens via the performance of whatever the contract is for. A unilateral promise is actually revocable up into that performance. So when you say, I will give you $10,000 if you run the Boston Marathon, the acceptance there is actually just running the fucking marathon. And once you start running, it's no longer revocable. But until you start running the Boston Marathon, they can revoke that at any time. And then you have a bilateral contract. And this is two promises in exchange for each other, and the acceptance is made by the other promise. And so it's irrevocable once that second promise is made. So if someone says, I will give you 10,000 if you promise to run the Boston Marathon, the acceptance is the promise in return to run it. And once you make that return promise, it's no longer revocable. So some of the exceptions, but not really portion of this episode center around acceptance by silence, Generally, it's no unless the offer specifically puts that as a term that you can only accept by silence. And what about the termination of an offer? An offer terminates when the offeree makes a counteroffer. If the offer just straight expires, like in, within a set amount of time, the offeror actually revokes the offer straight out. The offeror dies. The offeror otherwise becomes incapacitated like a fucking coma. Then you have things like puffery, which is not like Puff the Magic Dragon or what Snoop Dogg does in his free time. It's basically just salesman talk. These essential oils are going to solve all your fucking problems and bring world peace. 
That's not really an offer, because it can't really do those things, it's just mere puffery. And then you have things like the mailbox rule, and this is like super irrelevant now that we don't really have mailboxes, and email is pretty instantaneous, but here you go. Acceptance is actually effective when it's sent, so when you put it into the mailbox, your acceptance of their offer is effective. In contrary to that, rejection is effective when it's received. So the rejection doesn't take effect until the person you send it to actually fucking gets it. And so let's get to the examples portion of this episode. In the middle of a government shutdown over a racist border wall, the president wants $5 billion, not for education, infrastructure, or anything we actually need, mind you, but for a wall. And Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi offer $1.6 billion for increased border security. The president scoffs at this offer and says it'll be $5.7 billion for the wall. Well, Nancy and Chuck come back and offer $1.3. And Lindsey Graham, the senator who looks like a white nationalist got locked in an ice cream parlor for a whole weekend, says, Why would I take $1.3 when you just offered me $1.6? And you're about to explain some basic contract law to Lindsey Graham, the senator who's the personification of a dill pickle, inserted directly into the Koch brothers' asshole, the question isn't why would you take 1.3 billion when you just offered 1.6, it's why couldn't you take the 1.6? Because the offer for the 1.6 terminated the moment the offeree, the Donald Trump, makes a counter offer. So Chuck and Nancy's original offer, when the human mung bean that is Trump made the counter offer, terminated. So now you feel better that you know more about basic contract law than Lindsey Graham, the senator who looks like they put Frosty the Snowman's hat on top of a copy of Mein Kampf. Number two, the merchant from Aladdin who sold the magic lamp offers to sell you some widgets for $10,000 and says that you can only accept by saying, quote, yes, I accept, while standing on one foot. And you think about the offer and you're trying to get some widgets. And you say, yeah, dude, that sounds great. And you both walk away. Well, a month later, you bring the $10,000 and you say, where's my widgets? But he doesn't have your widgets. He says that there was no contract at all. Is he right? First, let's get over the statute of frauds issue because it's a sale of goods more than 500 bucks, so it should have been in writing, but whatever. So beyond that issue, there's a big issue, that there was no acceptance. Remember that his offer explicitly said to say, yes, I accept, while on one foot, and failure to comply with the explicit terms of the offer fails for legal acceptance. But you could probably get around this deal on promissory estoppel grounds, but that's a future episode entirely. So what are the ways to study this? For offers, it's got to be more than just an opinion, conjecture, whatever. It needs to be a firm manifestation of a willingness to enter into a bargain. And it's got to be able to be accepted. And speaking of acceptance, it must comply with the terms of the offer in the manner of how they want you to accept. Otherwise, you're out of your fucking widgets. So thank you for joining me today on this episode of the Bar Review Podcast. I've been drinking some cheer wine with Maker's Mark 46 in it, and that shit was the law.